Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous football Thursday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet, and it is you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. And we got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way, getting you set to bet and win this weekend, National Football League and Conference Championship weekend in college football. Our friend Adam Chernoff is going to join us in just a moment, but Connor Allen comes up in 20 minutes from 4 for 4 in Betsperts, giving us his favorite prop bets for Week 13 in the NFL. Joey Kanish, baby, pro sports better, joins us next hour, giving us all his college football bets for the weekend. We'll continue breaking down the NFL uh, postseason award markets. We touched on MVP a lot in hour number one. If you missed that and you'd like to get Ken Barkley's thoughts, the GOAT of award betting, Ken Barkley, all his thoughts on NFL Most Valuable Player, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts, and you can find all of Ken's thoughts there in hour number one of the show. We'll talk offensive player, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year. A lot of good stuff for us to still get to over the balance of the program. And then the fa- final hour of the show, the power hour, all our bets for tonight, NHL, NBA, college hoops, and side total and props for the Cowboys and Seahawks kicking off week 13 in the NFL. And joining us right now to talk week 13 in the NFL, we'll get his thoughts for tonight's game and the rest of the slate coming up this weekend is our good friend, Adam Chernoff on Twitter at his name at Adam Chernoff. Adam hosts the Simple Handicap Podcast, which is an awesome daily NFL betting podcast, which I encourage all our listeners and viewers to check out. Churn has been coming on with us for years and supports us. Check out his podcast, The Simple Handicap, and support him. He also does good work with our friends at Right Angle Sports, and they have an app, the Right Angle Sports app. It's a free download featuring insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything happening in the NFL. Churn is kind enough to send me some of his write-ups sometimes for games, and it's really good stuff, and I'm not just saying that, so I would encourage people to check it out, and Churn joins us here on a Thursday. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Going well. It's always good when things are going well results-wise, but it's always good when I can talk with you guys too. So it's a good Thursday all the way around. 
Adam, let's, uh, why don't we start with tonight's game? Nick and I did a little bit on it. We were talking about MVP, obviously, in the last couple segments. Can't do that without talking about Dak Prescott a little bit, who's been awesome recently, and he'll play Jalen Hurts next weekend. Maybe that game's for the most valuable player, or we'll see. But before he can get to that game, got to put away Seattle. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Dallas at home, nine, nine-and-a-half. The total's 47-and-a-half. Uh, what do you like tonight? Uh, I like rooting for you, Ken. I'm, I'm rooting for well, the Dak Prescott you. MVP Thanks. tickets that you've yeah. got going on. So hopefully it's a big uh, second week in a row with the statement game for your 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 cause for the Prescott MVP ticket. So I'll be rooting for that. Uh, something else I'll be rooting for. And I don't want Mr. Brown behind the scenes to end up clipping this and putting it on social because I'm going to look silly when it doesn't hit. But we were talking pre-show. I, it's It's such a square play. And I'm gonna I'm gonna own it hundred percent. I will live and die with it. I'm going JSN over 43 and a half yards tonight. It is the homecoming game for him as the rookie, born and raised in Dallas, was a Cowboys fan. He had the pictures as a kid in the Cowboys gear. He talks about going to games. He wanted to be drafted by them. It it's just I'm a sucker for the homecoming angles. So we got that tonight with JSN. But there's also to be fair, some sort of subjective analysis that we can look at. Carroll wants Gino to get the ball out of his hand quicker. He wants to get JSN more involved, potentially tight ends. So that kind of supports it too. And we've seen some pro money unlock it under. So it's not just it's not just only a square play, but I'll live and die with it. But the whole whole game is going to depend on Geno Smith versus this defense. Uh, struggles a ton versus man. That's what Dallas plays. We know what the Cowboys offense has been doing. Uh, it's just a matter of can Geno hang around in the pocket and do something, and, and my hope is he does with JSN helping him out. So that's really the long and short of it. I think the number is right on the side, and I think the total is pretty good now at 47 as well. I got to tell you, like, that locket number is so low, and, like, I turn off telling you the reason why, right? Probably, like, professionals seem to be betting as it's a really low. He's off the injury report. That one's a little interesting to me. We'll talk about that coming up in the final hour of the show, the Power Hour. All right, that's Churn's thought coming up tonight for the Cowboys and Seahawks. Mike Brown is already hard at work clipping that off and we're going to post it at you better. Once he goes one catch for three yards, I know it's going to happen. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what guess it is. What, guess, what, guess what, Adam? It happens to me every week. All right, let's get Churn's thoughts on the game's coming up on Sunday, my friend. Let's go to the uh, to the NFC South, where as I'm looking at my odds board right now at BetMGM, looks like the Carolina Panthers with Chris Tabor as the interim head coach, Frank Reich fired. Uh, Carolina getting bet even a little bit right now. Like maybe we'll see a five. I'm not a huge move, but just worth noting. And so Tampa in between a five and a half, uh, five and five and a half point home favorite. Total here is 37. Churn, what do you like here in this NFC South tilt? I hate to throw a Simpsons reference, but there's the clip where it's, I've been calling her Crab Apple. I've been calling Tabor Tavor the entire week on media. So oh, no. it's good. To- Maybe you're right, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, we had the same dilemma with uh, Tyson another Bajan. player. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, and, exactly and I was wrong was. about that one also. I'm calling him Tyson Pajent <laughs> for three weeks while he's starting and winning games. So, Well, we're stuck in between. But either way, Tabor or Tavor, he's going to help out. Um, and I know we've gone back and forth with the Panthers when they had the play color change earlier in the season. They got the win that next week against Houston. Um, here's a couple things going on here. So just before I came on, Godwin hit the injury report, re-aggravated his neck. Baker Mayfield has been very limited at practice. He will, Mayfield's going to play, but his ankle's not 100%. Um, so there's some injury issues for the Buccaneers on offense. They've got issues on defense, too. It's a massive role change for Tampa Bay as well. A lot of their games, they've been small underdogs or they've been just small favorites. 
Now they're laying a big number. And on the other side for the Panthers, it's, again, it's the motivational reset. Reich was a big problem. He's out. We've heard players all week. We want more RPOs in the system. We want the offense to change. And now it's like, yep, that's right. We're going to do it all. And we have Tepper mingling, which is never a good thing, but it's probably a decent thing this game because it's going to make Young more comfortable in the RPOs that he wants to have featured. And as this aggressive owner, he's going to get his way. And so I actually think it's a good showing from the Panthers. I think the number's too big for the Bucks, And this number's going to keep coming down. I really think we see as we get to the weekend, this get to four, four and a half. Um, so you're taking the number now. This is going to keep coming in as this Buccaneers injury situation unfolds. So uh, I like the Panthers here, and you can get a number that'll be better than close if you take it right now. Adam, we were talking about this uh, the Steelers-Cardinals game on Monday show, and we were kind of having, you know, not an argument. We were just having a discussion like, is is the Steelers' offensive performance, uh, obviously Matt Canada fired, they, they hadn't had the 400-yard offensive game, then they have one. Was that more about just, hey, it was like, First game, new coordinator, first game with a new offense, a bad defense maybe on the other side in the Cincinnati Bengals. Or like, should we start thinking about Steelers games differently now going forward because Matt Canada's not the offensive coordinator? Should we start, you know, lining them differently? Can they win by margin in games now? Should the totals in their games be different? They used to be a brutal total kind of a game. What do do you kind of make of that? What do you expect from the Steelers offense? Game two with no Matt Canada here, home against the Cardinals, they're a five and a half point favorite. So I agree. I think it's a reset for the Steelers offense. I think we have to think about them differently. And I also really believe that this game is not priced correctly based off of that on the total because of that performance they had last week, 420 plus yards, but only ended up putting 16 points on the board. So we kind of have like a bit of a hidden reset, so to speak, coming off of that, that usually only applies to one game but I think it applies here too. So I like the over in this one at 41. And the reason that I think we have to look at this differently is just the offensive play calling and what Kenny Pickett was allowed to do. It's really incredible to look at the games with Matt Canada and the passing charts for Pickett and how every single throw, and that's not an exaggeration. I'm talking about one to two throws per game were between the numbers over the middle where quarterbacks are most comfortable. Everything for Pickett was out towards the sidelines. It was making it very hard on him consistently. And that really changed last game. And I think that's going to be a constant going forward. And the Steelers have a run game too that's been pretty consistent quietly under the radar as well. So I think it's a big difference. And I think we look at the Steelers differently. I like the over here as well at 41. I, I, I was hoping you were going to take the Cardinals so we could have said the dogs are barking right now. Because I hear, right. hear the dog in the bark right. Absolutely love it. You better, you better hear <laughs> Nick time, and Ken. On the, no, no, no that's, all, that's all good. Yeah. You, you know who doesn't care about whether like the show is live or not? Animals. And we completely understand. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on this Thursday. We're talking week 13 in the National Football League with our good friend Adam Chernoff. Churn is on Twitter at his name, at Adam Chernoff. Turn. Let's go to the uh, to the biggest game of the week in the National Football League, which is the Niners and the Eagles in Philadelphia. Uh, I think some people are surprised. All the media I do are like, "Wow, like San Francisco favored by three? How's that possible?" Uh, but they are a three point road favorite. The Niners are. The totals forty seven and a half. How are you betting the NFC Championship game rematch and maybe another NFC Championship game preview? So big sort of developments continue to go through today as we see that both Davis and Cox limited or non-participants at practice in the middle of the defensive line for the Eagles. The Philadelphia defense has actually quietly been trending the wrong direction the last couple of weeks. 
They've been so good against the run, and we're starting to see some weakness there. These linebackers are really struggling, and teams have been willing to throw on the secondary all season long. And so really starting to have questions about the Eagles' defense, especially if both of these guys are unable to go. Where I kind of struggle here on the side, though, is I believe a lot of what is being discussed from the spot and how the Eagles have played 160-plus snaps. It's the third game in 13 days. Niners off of the mini-buy. The added motivation for San Francisco in the revenge spot. I really think we're starting to have all of that priced in with where this number is and what we are getting to with this game at three and what that would represent both of these teams being rated on a neutral field. And so the sort of intrigue or anything that I see from the side is really not there. What I'm starting to really consider and look at is this total, which has leaked up a little bit. It's now at 47 or 47 and a half. But as I start to sort of think about this game as the week goes on, you have a Niners defense that from the secondary side of things is a little bit weaker than what we're used to seeing from Niners teams. And then we just mentioned all these Philadelphia problems that they're having. And so if that pressure isn't there up front to give Brock Purdy trouble because you have these guys like Cox and Davis who might be out, then I think San Francisco is going to be really comfortable moving the ball on offense. And the Eagles playing from behind have shown a couple times this season in very small glimpses that they speed up a lot, become a lot more aggressive. They're a pretty active chase team trying to catch up on a deficit. And so I think all of those things lead themselves to kind of a compelling over within this game. Uh, But the number is certainly moving up. But that's kind of how I look at this big game that's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I think we'll probably talk about that. Those defensive line injuries, maybe when we do offensive player of the year coming up later, like is could Christian McCaffrey actually have like a really good game in this game? And like, what would what would happen if that happened? It would certainly get very interesting. One more game, Adam. I know that you wanted to talk about it. We have a couple minutes left. Uh, The Chiefs and the Packers kind of like an interesting point spread, right? The Packers obviously coming off that Lions upset. Are they really going to contend for the last playoff spot in the NFC? Will they play a competitive game here against one of the best teams in the league? KC about six, six and a half, a little less than a touchdown uh, at Lambeau Field. What do we like here in about a minute and a half? I was surprised to see this get down as low as it did. And I know there's mostly the five and a halfs got taken up uh, before we came on air, but there are still a couple out there. And even at six, I, like I can't help but think that the Packers getting a little bit too much credit. Not only are they unlikely or they're, they're likely to be without Aaron Jones. He's unlikely to go um, AJ Dillon dealing with the grind injury. They've got now life without Musgrave, who was a favorite target for love. I, obviously he looked great on Thanksgiving against Detroit, but the lions switched and played a ton of man, which they don't do well. And it's just another one of these weeks where this Packers offensive uptick has happened it's it's a Lions defense that's really overrated. It was against a Chargers defense that's one of the worst in the league. They played the Rams, which aren't a good defense either. Uh, to me, against this Chiefs defense, which we know is one of the, the three best in the league, it's just such a step up in class. And the Chiefs, they're going to be able to run the football. It's going to be a Pacheco game in a big way. That takes a lot of burden off of Mahomes. I, I, just, I think there's too much credit being given to the Packers and their offensive uptick. I like the Chiefs here at six. I just, I really don't agree with the move and how this has trended during the week. I, I think we see Chiefs money come in as well before kickoff. All right, good stuff from Churn giving us his favorite bets for the week. Honestly, though, he's a little cowardly this week, is our pal Adam Chernoff. Trying to skate out of here is You Better You Bet weekly interview without talking about getting boiled 
with his New York Jets. Churn, are, are you betting the Falcons-Jets game? If you had to bet it, what would you do? The Jets got bet earlier today. This is now Atlanta minus two on the road at the Jets in, in like 20 Man, seconds. I, I don't know who was confident enough to take the Jets in that spot. I didn't think Boyle could be worse than Zach Wilson. I, he's worse than Zach really? Wilson, which is a crazy thing to say. And and I don't know. I, the run defense for the Jets has quietly been kind of shaky. I, I think Robinson has another big game for the Falcons I really need the Falcons to come through for the win totals I have on them. Uh, I just, I, I could never bet the Jets in this spot, as tempting as it might look. Is it? Is it tempting? I would yeah, say I think to some, maybe. Tempting. It was clearly tempting to somebody. I, right. that, that it, is, it's pretty sick. Whoever took that that earlier today, I don't, yeah. I don't know what they're seeing, but man, that's I heard it. I think it was, it was, uh, it was Krabby. I think Boyle's best friend who uh, put <laughs> right. that bet in on the Jets. Uh, Churns on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Check out his betting NFL betting podcast, The Simple Handicap, and the Right Angle Sports app, featuring insight and commentary from pro betters. Everything happening in the NFL, my friend. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the games. Let's get a big night for Ken with Dak tonight. Oh, yes, Love that. Our, our pal Connor Allen coming up next. Prop bets for week 13. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.